Hello, my friend, and welcome back to Squidge the Podcast. On today's episode, you are getting me. It is a solo show, and today I'm going to be talking to you about the art of disappointing people and the reality that we all do it. I think this episode is going to be really good for those of you that, like me, grew up as the good girl or the good boy, um, always doing what everybody said, really um, staying in your lane, don't ruffle any feathers, etc. So, uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Uh, I'm not even going to play the intro because you know why you're here or else you wouldn't be listening to this. So let's just let's just start talking about it. So the reason why this came up is because I was in a coaching this week and I realized in talking to my coach that I am exceptionally afraid of disappointing people, but I'm also afraid of disappointing myself. And in talking with Camille, who's been on the podcast before, we talked about how I have a really hard time receiving money and showing up as the artist I truly believe myself to be. So what happened was I had this experience where I photographed a friend of mine and I did it at no cost. It was kind of a last minute thing. I had always wanted to photograph her and she's been going through some stuff with her body. And finally we were together in the same place at the same time and I was energized. It was a magnificent shoot. I could tell it meant so much to her. It was, um, it was transformational for her and all these good things. And then a few days later, I had a client shoot. So it was a paid shoot and the shoot was good. Everything went wonderfully. Uh, the client enjoyed herself. We got some amazing images, but my internal energy engine was, wasn't quite the same. And the only difference between the two clients and like, cause their stories are pretty much the same story. Um, the only difference between their stories is that one of them was paid and one of them was not. And I was telling my coach, like, why is it so much easier for me to feel energized by work that I don't get paid for? Like, I want it to be the opposite. I want to be energized and get paid for the work that I'm doing. And it was in our conversation that, uh, it eventually came out that, I think when I get paid by people, I think there's a level of expectation there. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today, because I realize like I have this story that I tell myself that I can't create with freedom and be paid for it. And I realize that I have this like fear that my artistic vision isn't maybe truly what somebody wants or values. And therefore, they're going to be disappointed with the outcome. So I would rather minimize myself a little bit, giving them classical, beautiful imagery, than risk them being disappointed in the artistic vision or, um, yeah, the artistic vision I had for them. And it was in that that I realized it was the vulnerability of leaving myself open to having someone be disappointed in me and my work that created the fear. So it's that space of vulnerability of like, I'm going to create this amazing work that I know could change their life if they let it, but it could also have the alternative effect, which makes them confront things before they're ready. And so I'd rather just play it safe. So that space of vulnerability, when money comes into play, 
I reduce the risk of vulnerability um, by creating safe, beautiful, and work that is still transformational, but maybe not as transformational as uh, maybe it could be. I don't know, because you know, it's really hard. There's, it's almost like there's this block that happens as soon as somebody gives me money. It's like a wall comes up and is like, nope, okay, this is exactly what we have to do now. And so after our conversation, I logged off our call and immediately set to work to figure out what the hell was going on and why I have such an opposition to disappointing folks. And I've settled on a few instances in my life where I made mistakes, such as double booking a wedding and not realizing it until the week before. I did figure it out and the people were super kind and nice, but that feeling of disappointing them, uh, you know, obviously lingered. And then obviously I disappointed myself in doing that. It reinforced this story I tell myself about not having my shit together or not being a great business owner and things like that. Um, and then there were other instances from the time I was younger, you know, when you're a teenager or, um, you know, in your 20s, you make a bunch of stupid mistakes. That's the point. The whole point is that. But in doing that in like the 80s where parenting was a little different, uh, and we'll come back to this towards the end, but parenting in the 80s was very much like, uh, don't make people mad or you can make people mad, just don't make them disappointed especially as somebody that's a good girl. This was the worst thing possible. And so anytime I did maybe disappoint people, my parents or family members or whatever, I was met with either rejection or shame or abandonment. And, and when I say abandonment, I don't mean they left forever, but in the moment when I could have used a hug, they walked away from me. Uh, kind of thing. And so all of this just kind of piled on. And I mentioned to Camille that the thought of disappointing someone feels like, like when I think about disappointing someone right now, just talking about this, it literally feels the same as humiliation in my body. So the same feeling people get when they have to go up on stage, they feel nervous and scared. That's their adrenaline system kicking in because they're afraid of being humiliated. I feel that in situations where I might disappoint people. Like I can go up on stage and yeah, I feel the normal nervousness, but as soon as I'm up there, I'm totally fine. Uh, but when it comes to potentially disappointing someone, oh God, it sends my whole nervous system into a stress response. And so this tells me that at some point I felt that maybe I was being ousted from the tribe in the past and that has settled into my old subconscious so that I'd never feel that way again. And this is why I try really hard to control things through setting a ridiculous amount of expectations up front. This mitigates the risk of me getting hurt again. You know, if you still sign up for something knowing absolutely everything that's going to happen then you can't possibly be disappointed in me, right? Wrong. Because at the end of the day, I don't control you or your reaction or your own expectations. You could still be disappointed in me. But this is the one of the things that led me to burn out in my photography business. You know, I wasn't allowing myself to be fully artistically creative. I wasn't able to fully come into the creation room if money had been exchanged. I wouldn't allow myself maybe to get as weird or play like I do when I do free sessions. 
because I knew, despite setting every expectation under the sun, there was a minimal chance that the client would be upset with me or their images, and I didn't think I was capable of handling that type of rejection yet again. And even now, as I've grown in so many ways and understand that I could take the best photos on the planet, and people might still be disappointed with me, my service, or my photos, that fear is real. So how do we learn the art of disappointing people? Because I'm tired of playing small. Like I love doing creative photography work and I deserve to be paid for it because I'm an artist. I'm good at it. This is, I'm a master photographer. I've worked really hard to be good at this thing and I love it. And how do I learn to let myself feel free and create with abandon and know that I've done my job regardless of the outcome or the experience that the other person has? Because when I let myself exist in my flow state, that is creativity, to craft whatever needs to be created, essentially becoming a vessel for what I consider the universe or the divine, I understand that it isn't always going to be pretty or beautiful, but in my experience, it is what is needed in the moment. And it's always led to profound understanding, education, or experience to help myself and my subject move forward towards growth. So what, where do I start? What do I do? So I first started by understanding the root cause of my fear and of disappointment exists in that good girl identity I've talked about. And this, as you know, is something I've been trying to shift away from since I, st you know, forever, but definitely since I started working with Camille. And as my friend Maybe Burke said in our photo interview at the Portrait Masters Conference, she said, I don't want to be a good person. I want to be a person who cares. And I think she hit the nail on the head. I don't want to go to my way to disappoint people, of course, but I'm not responsible for other people's feelings or reactions. And if catering to their needs at the sacrifice of my own, there is nothing good about that. A good girl wants to keep everyone happy, comfortable, and get five-star reviews across the board, no matter what happens to her. A good Terry, on the other hand, wants to show up and do her job to the best of her abilities, understanding that she is not liable for how that is received on the other end. After, of course, setting all the appropriate expectations ahead of time. The second thing I did, admittedly, was I used AI to see what it would say about how to disappoint people while still being a kind person. And here's what she had to say. And yes, I have gendered my AI. So my AI said, It is important to remember that you cannot control how others perceive or react to your actions. Basically what I just said. However, there are some strategies you can consider when navigating situations where disappointment may arise. Number one, communicate openly and honestly. Clearly express your intentions, limitations, and concerns to others. Transparency can help manage expectations and minimize misunderstandings. This is something I'm really big on just in day-to-day -day life. Strategy, strategic is one of my top strengths, and to me, um, you know, expectations and transparency create efficiency, which is a strategic move.
It also helps me mitigate the possibility of getting hurt. It doesn't take it away completely, but it does minimize it a little bit. Number two, show empathy and understanding. Acknowledge and validate the feelings of others when they express disappointment. Demonstrate that you genuinely care about their emotions and perspectives. Again, this is something that I think I do. I understand how it, difficult it is to look at photos of yourself. I understand how you may think one thing, but then the reality is something else. Like literally one of my favorite quotes is from John Maxwell that says, uh, disappointment is when expectation meets reality, right? Like that's one of my favorite quotes for a reason. And so I understand what that feels like when disappointment happens. Um, offer alternatives or compromises. So if possible, suggest alternative solutions or compromises that may help alleviate the disappointment. This shows that you're willing to work towards a mutually beneficial outcome. This one, uh, definitely I've done in the past when I double booked that wedding, I fixed the problem and then I crawled into the fetal position. <laughs> Uh, when we were at Body Image Boot Camp last year, one of our weeks, we were hit with two, uh, two earthquakes, one hurricane, and a house full of COVID. All things that I could not predict, no matter or prevent, no matter how hard we tried by having everyone do PCR testing, by having every, you know, by having contingency plans. We do not control how the earth shakes. We do not control when the hurricanes come. So when we weren't able to do things the way that we had promised that they would be done, we found a solution that would be uh, mutually beneficial for everyone, right? And then number four is learn from the experience. Reflect on the situation and consider how you can grow and improve from it. Use disappointing moments as opportunities for personal growth and development. So I think the point here is to kind of like sit in the squidginess of disappointment and ask yourself, what can I learn from it? And I actually had a friend I was on um, uh, kind of a little coaching call with the other day that had experienced a disappointing experience with their client. And basically that's what I said to her. I say, well, we can't really change anything now. Um, this is what happened, but what can we learn from it and understand that it's not a personal, personal or moral failing on your part. You did everything that you could do. You showed up, you had all the instructions and expectations and things like that. Sometimes we just can't fix things, right? And then the AI goes on to finish by saying, remember, being a good person does not mean you have to please everyone all the time. It is about treating others with respect, empathy, and kindness, even in difficult situations. So I think like it actually is pretty good advice, like uh, and nicely organized, which I appreciated. But I recognize that these are things that I'm currently doing. So why is that fear still lingering? Because I recognize the difference. It puts this like nasty grip on my creativity when I'm being paid for my work. So this tells me that there's a belief that I have that I don't think I can be free in my creativity and receive money. And as I said that out loud, I felt my whole body shift. And this usually happens when it's like a, well, there it is. Hit the nail on the head. Okay. <laughs> 
So this is an old belief that money comes with strings attached. And at any moment, someone might turn around and say, oh, I paid XXX for this and I didn't get what I wanted. So now you will pay for this and I will tell everyone how terrible you are. I'll tell them that you aren't worth it. I'll tell them you're shitty and a terrible business person. You aren't worth this. But here's the thing. Those thoughts, they came from my brain. That fear, that whole story that I just wrote out there, those are not other people's words. Those are words and stories I believe about myself. And this tells me that this is mine. This isn't my clients. This isn't my potential clients. This isn't about anything else but my belief about myself. I believe that the work I create, the experience I offer, the business person I am, isn't worth it. Because if I didn't believe those things, I wouldn't have any fear that people would say them. Because if they did say them, I would know that they aren't true. Damn it. So now I have to rework this belief. Because that's a stanky ass belief and I do not want it. Because it is undercutting me. And it is making me play small in a lot of different spaces, not just in my photography. So here's what I know to be true. I am a master photographer. I've been doing this work since 20, well, 2006, to be honest. And I have honed my craft after years and experience to be able to create exceptional imagery that helps my clients tell their stories. Sometimes those stories aren't beautiful or adhering to beauty standards, and sometimes they aren't even technically correct, but this is how I do my art, and it is my artistic rendition of how I experience the person in front of me based on the information that they've told me. That is all I can do. I ensure my client is very aware of the experience, the process, the pricing, and I communicate very effectively about the entire thing. I acknowledge and understand that it is hard to see ourselves in images, especially ones that challenge beauty standards and our preconceived notions of how we should look. I do my best to prepare clients ahead of time so I can refer them to a photographer who may be better suited to their needs if what they want is not in alignment with the work and mission behind what I do and why. Every time a client was disappointed in what they saw, I've been able to learn from it to create a more pleasant experience for the clients that came after it. And at the end of the day, I can only do what I can do until I can do more. I've watched how my work has shifted thousands of folks' body and self-image. I've watched how the processes I put into place have helped make the experience a positive one, even when viewing the photos is difficult. I've taken classes, learned psychology, bared my body, and studied under the best photographers to become a master at the work I do and capable of creating consistently, creatively, and powerfully. I understand that folks will say what they need to say and feel what they need to feel in order to feel safe in the moment, and sometimes I and my craft might be the target. But if I show up and do what I do best, then that is enough. I'm only worried because I care. And again, I want to be a caring human, not a good human. And this makes me a good business person. Disappointing people is part of being a human. 
and coexisting with other humans that have different perspectives, different experiences, and different expectations. I just wish we hadn't been taught that disappointment is something fraught with shame, judgment, and humiliation. As I mentioned earlier, when we were young and maybe disappointed our parents, they would say things like, oh, I'm just so disappointed in you. I can't even look at you right now. Or, this isn't like you. I'm so disappointed in you. And as a good girl, this is beyond devastating. Not only did it reinforce the box that being a good girl created, but it also followed up usually with some form of abandonment, shame, and pain when parents would walk away angrily without communicating. I learned that disappointing people is the worst thing I could do. We were allowed to make them angry, but do not make them disappointed because they will leave you when you need love the most. The reality is when we do something that is disappointing to someone else, it is usually disappointing to us more. And in that moment, we don't need additional shame, pain, or hurt. We need love. Lots and lots of love and reassurance that it's part of being human and co-creating with other humans. And so that leads me to the last step of my process in working through the arts of disappointing people. Love myself. Show myself love when mistakes happen. Show myself grace and compassion and understanding. Try to use all of the tools that I've learned in positive psychology and all the mindset work that I've done to shift away from understanding that even if I was to do something that disappointed someone, including myself, it doesn't mean that I'm a disappointment. It means that the behavior was maybe not super great. But the only way I can get there is through love. Loving myself, loving my work, and loving being human. And hopefully that resonates with you too. Okay, so that is it, my friends. That is the art of disappointing people. I hope this helps. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. Uh, probably Instagram is the easiest, at Terry Hofford. Or you can reach out to me via email at hello at terryhofford.com or leave a comment on the podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast, because, you know, you all re listen to it in different places. But I want to thank you for being here. You'll listen to me work through some of my processes. I think me going through things can help somebody else going through these similar things. So I like being able to share what I'm learning so that maybe it will help you as well. And that is it for now. <laughs> I'm so awkward at saying the goodbyes. But I will see you guys in the next podcast. Bye. All right, before we get into the episode, I do want to just let you know about something that I've just released, and that is the Perfectly Natural Revolution Workshop Experience, a six-day retreat in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico in 2024. It's essentially a six-day retreat for you to join me in the beautiful tropics to learn more about creating an inclusive photography business from the inside out. Essentially, we are going to start with you to understand how body image plays an impact on how you run your business and 
the impact that it has on our clients, of course. But within that, there's going to be so much more, such as accountability, and you will leave with work being done. This is not the type of retreat where you learn all the things and then still have to do the work when you get home. We are going to do it all there with you. We're going to help you craft a plan for the revolution that you want to start. And we are going to do it in the most inclusive and amazing way possible. So without further ado, head to my website at terryhoffer.com and check it out under retreats. Now on to the episode. 